Friday, all, and thanks for joining us. This is episode four of Digital Learning Radio. My name is Ashley Gillum, and I'm joined by my colleague, Albert Thomas. Hello. It's just the two of us today as we tackle the second in a two-part series on student-centered learning. So, Al, you're up first to discuss how to move towards a more student-centered learning environment. Yes. um, So one of the things that we've been having a great time exploring is um, Jenny Magara. Yep. Um, her new book on called The Courageous Adventures. It's a, an incredible book that really dives into a number of different incredible resources that you can use to be able to kind of begin to innovate your classroom. And so one of the, the areas that we're going to focus on today is student-student learning, and she has a great chapter that is called um, Power to the Pupil, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so and there are three areas I want to focus on that really have to be improved Um, if you're going to begin to move into providing a more student-centered classroom for your students. And so those three areas um, are um, cultivating curiosity, um, outwitting obstacles, and also purposeful play. And so those three areas are really important if you're going to move into creating a student-centered learning. So the first one is um, cultivating curiosity. Um, And this is just that ability for our students to have a sense of wonder, um, a desire to be able to to ask what if and to be able to explore. Um, students need to be able to relearn this art of being able to ask questions. Um, oftentimes we have students that will go in, they will go into Google and they have the ability to be able to Google anything. Mm-hmm. And so they Google it and then they're done. Yeah. And so there's really, there, there's no curiosity, no desire to go further, to continue to chase um, the rabbit's tail or to continue to go down the yellow brick road. And they're too used to answering questions and not asking them. Exactly. And so I think someone once said that um, great leaders ask great questions. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think it's also true that we need to help our students to be able to just learn how to ask great questions and follow those questions um, all the way through. So the next one is to outwit obstacles. Um, and that's really about developing the resilience and uh, re- re- resiliency in into our students and really helping them to not feel like just because they run into an obstacle or to a problem or doesn't seem like there's a solution, but they do have a capacity to be able to push through and have grit and really um, not let a difficult task or a difficult challenge or something that doesn't have a ready-made solution stop them from being able to um, continue to do it. Mm-hmm. And so there are a number of different ways to be able to approach that. Um, I believe there is one video that I've seen you show in the classroom, and it's um, about building the um, the mousetrap. And so do you remember that oh, video? Oh, Monster Trap. Monster the, Trap. The Rube Goldberg yes. machine. Yes. Audrey's Rube Goldberg machine. And so, which is which is an, an incredible video, and we will link it in the show notes. Sure. And so, but it's one of those that just shows a kid that really just pressed through trying, um, try after try, of being able to solve and to be able to come up with a solution to his problem. And so that's the type of thing that we need to develop into our students. And I also think that having them reflect throughout that process um, really will help ingrain um in them that they can overcome whatever challenge that they, they face or they can team up with others to be able to help increase the amount of solutions that they can come up with and mm-hmm. solve the problem. Absolutely. And then the last one is going to be purposeful playtime. And so I think that a lot of teachers, and I know um, one of the things I love seeing is teachers giving students an opportunity to be able to explore and to be able to have that 
that freedom, whether it's doing things like genius hours or um, a variety of other methods of being able to have this pur- purposeful playtime. Um, I think the one thing I took away from the book is that we really need to create more of those opportunities. We need to have extended time for our students to really gets lost into the exploration, and I think that leads into some of the points you wanted to share. Yeah, and um, to build more voice and choice, Jenny McGarra suggests um, breaking down student agency into four component parts, and we'll explore these a little bit further, but up front, they are process, content, product, and environment. So ask yourself these questions as you, you know, start to design your environment to be more student-centered. So what choice do students have in determining the design of their learning experience? That refers to process. In other words, how they want to learn the content. Um, what choice do they have in their actual learning content or resources or the medium through which they learn? How do they show or synthesize their learning? Um, do they create, create artifacts of learning that can be shared to an authentic or wider audience? Um, Jenny McGarra suggests giving learners options to use their voice in a way that works best for them. So some may want to write, some may want to, some may want to use art, photos, videos, and others just may want to talk. And finally, the learning environment piece comes in here, and it's where they explore, learn, and build. So does the learning environment support the different types of learning happening within it? So really reflecting on these questions, you may need to think about restructuring class time or repackaging existing instructional resources to support differentiation and choice. And two things that I have found great value in are choice boards, which we did mention on the last episode, and hyperdocs. Um, And I've got some great resources in the show notes if you want to learn more more about those two things. Awesome. And then also those hyperdocs are also great for professional development and being able to do... Um, provide some choice there as well. And we both made our first HyperDocs just a couple weeks ago. Yes. And so, all right. So anything else you'd like to add? I think I'm good. Awesome. We have several ways for you to connect with us. Be sure to follow us at Dig Learn Radio. Join our Facebook group, Digital Learning Radio. Bookmark tiny.cc slash dlradio, all lowercase, where you can subscribe to the pod and check out the show notes and resources that accompany this episode. In each episode, we want to leave you with a question, conversation starter, or something to think about. We want this podcast to meet your needs. So over the next few weeks, please reflect on your current practices and share any opportunities you see to move towards a more student-centered environment. Share your responses on Twitter and tag at DigLearnRadio. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or in Google Play Music. New episodes will show up in your feed every other Friday. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.